Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Somebody thinks they run the show. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, this was supposed to be Oh Sherry by Steve Perry. Uh, and you apparently have commandeered my song selection choices. He bribed me with Starbucks. And it worked. It did. It did work. And a cookie. Um, I heard this song on the way in today, and I was jamming to it in my car. You were jamming to Obsession? You are on Obsession. Uh, for those who don't know, that is Obsession by Animotion. Oh, we all know. 1986. Oh, I don't know. I'm, that's before my time. That's the year I was born, <laughs> so that's the how I know that. I was born. Animotion, or as they say down south, Animotione. Asimone. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael Mackey in today for a vacationing Dana Wright. Hello. Hello, Shalom. It's, it's been a minute. It has. It's good to see you, my friend. Oh, my friend. gosh. Tis the season. So I have something for you on this holiday season. Oh, <clears throat> I do love gifts. So on November 27th. Yes. You wrote on Facebook. Uh-huh. If And I'm quoting here. If anyone has any wayward leftover pecan pie... Just hanging out that needs a home, let me know. I'll send over an Uber to deliver it to Kasamaki. I do love me some pecan pie. Okay. So um, you were looking on November 27th, so about two weeks ago. Yes. I believe that was right after Thanksgiving. I know. For some pecan pie. I I had three Thanksgiving dinners Mm -hmm. at three different aunties. On Thanksgiving, and I took over a pecan pie mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving okay. to each of them, and then I didn't. I only got. I only had a little. And then you never got some. And then I never got it. Well, I have something for you. Oh my God! What is it? Best day ever. So my neighbor across the street. Yes. One of the greatest human beings I've ever met, Heather Mead. Oh, Heather Mead. Okay. Yep. You remember her? Yes. Uh, she is a fellow stroke survivor. Oh, Heather Mead, stroke survivor. Yes. Okay. And she called me today, and she said, "Hey, Michael's on the show today," and I said, "Yeah." She's a wonderful cook. Oh, I think I know where this is going. And she said, would you take my fellow stroke survivor a gift for me for oh. Christmas? Oh. And I said, well, of course I would. And <gasps> Did she make me a homemade pecan pie? Oh, you already got it. I thought somebody stole it out of the fridge. <laughs> she made me, you guys. Oh, look at this. It's stunning. Oh, now this is made. It's almost a crime to eat it. With love. It's so pretty. Heather Mead, stroke survivor slash baker extraordinaire, you are the best. 
and I am not sharing with either one of you. That's fine. So that that is there is your Christmas gift. That is literally the gift that will keep on giving to my waistline. I don't even care. I'm just gonna <laughs> enjoy. I love pecan pie. Uh, Sam, dare I say, I am obsessed with pecan pie. Okay. Okay, that was a cute, <clears throat> Sam. Dare, yeah, yeah. dare I dare I say, I am obsessed with pecan pie. One more time. Dare I, (coughs) you guys, dare I say. It's been ready since the first one. I'm just enjoying this too much. Why are we friends? (laughs) I am obsessed with pecan pie. I am obsessed with pecan pie. (laughs) Pecan pie. I am obsessed. Uh, Will you find a way? Will you not accept defeat? I will not accept defeat. Will you have the pecan pie? Heather Mead, you are my BFF always and forever. Thank you. That was so, above and beyond the call of duty. That, and, that, that and, is, and, and uh, I know Heather well. There is nothing in there that is not homemade. And I, I, I bet you she she picked those pecans herself. I, and I bet she doubled down. I bet you it's so unhealthy. She put like bear lard in there. I bet you it is so bear lard. Bear lard. I bet you it is like the most tasty, <laughs> unhealthy dessert you can possibly okay. have. And I am here for it. I have heard pecan. I have heard pecan. Yeah. What is it? Let, let, can we have a, a, a pronouncer, Sam? Can we put it into the pronouncer? Okay. And, and settle this once and for well, all. Well, first, Michael Mackey, what is it to you being the lover of said pie? It, it I guess, pecan. See, pecan. to me, it's pecan. Pecan. Ooh. Pecan. Ooh, that was a fail. Well, pecan. pecan. Ooh. Well, pecan, I feel like, would that be like a kind of an East Coasty or... Pecan. <laughs> okay. She sounds so <laughs> condescending when you slow it down. Oh my, she sounds like she had a stroke. I said pecan. She sounds like she had a stroke. Pecan. Pecan. Now, my dad is from Alabama, and he said a pecan yeah. is what's underneath your bed. A pecan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. To pecan. Your, to urinate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Play that one again. If you're of the British, it is pecan. Yeah. Oh, so you're British. But if you're not of the British. Pecan. Pecan. No, if you're not of the British, it's pecan. Pecan. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm going to town pecan. on I'm going to, <laughs> okay. I'm going to town so on this. Lady. Pecan pecan pie. Now you could combine them and just call it a pecan. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Get out. Hmm. Get the hell out. <laughs> Pecan, pecan. Well, thank you. That was made with love. I I have no words, and a good majority of it will be gone before the six o'clock hour because I'm pecan. (laughs) I'm going to go get a fork and enjoy this pie. This pecan, pecan pie. Pecan. No pecan. Pecan pie. Sorry, here, lady. Uh, McDonald. Okay. (laughs) That one's even worse. Pecan. She's mad. Mm. Uh, McDonald's CEO revealing that bigger burgers are going to be on the menu as the fast food giant looks to the future. Michael Mackey, fresh on the heels of this week's announcement that the chain plans to open 9,000 new locations worldwide. Uh, In the U.S., says uh, CEO Chris Kempzinki, in the U.S., in a number of markets around the world, having a larger burger is an opportunity we're working on that. That is something that you should expect in the future. Okay. 
to all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, why, pickles, onions on the sesame seeds. Why would you screw with something that's not broken? Because bigger is better. Well, nobody's demanding more beef. Well, for years. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it depends on the audience. Okay. I mean. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, just tee it so up. So for and... years, the burgers have been getting slightly smaller and smaller and smaller. Is that right? So exponentially slowly that nobody's noticed. But yes, they have been getting smaller. Can we all just agree that McDonald's fries are the best fries out of all of the fries in the world? Can we agree on that? Uh, Scott yeah. picked me up a large fry from McDonald's earlier this week. Uh, yesterday. And uh, I ate it in 4.2 seconds. When they literally come out of the fryer and they are too hot to eat is when they are the, at the zenith, the pinnacle. What's the worst? Fry? See, I'm I'm going Burger King for worst fries. Same. I don't know. Oh, I kind of no. like Arby's Curly Q fries, but I have to be in the mood. Worst fry for me, hands down, bar none, no question, is the Freddy's shoestring fry. Ooh. I do not want to have to combine five French fries just to get ketchup on my fries. Ooh. I like the Freddy's shoestring. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, I don't believe I've ever had Freddy's shoestring potatoes. But okay. 913-586-7798. That is Are we not- going to a commercial break? Because I need to get a fork for this pecan pie. Uh, we will be going to a commercial break. Can we you- can we hurry this up a little bit? Chop, it- chop, chop. Mama needs mama needs a fork. Look at that. It's staring me in the face. It's got it's so it's got sheen on it. You're so Where's happy. the beef? Oh yeah, that. <laughs> Where's the beef? 913-586-7798. Where's the beef? Beef. It's what's for dinner. You guys, is it my birthday? Like, what's happening right now? First a pecan pie. Now Steve Perry. Let's do it. Cinnamon gum! Everybody! Cinnamon gum! You're such a nerd. You know what? Some cinnamon gum with some pecan pie. How was it? You guys, seriously. I am so in heaven right now. Good. Yeah, I can't even tell you how good it is. It so makes me happy. It it's, brings me much joy. And she put a little chocolate chip action in it. Heather, Heather Mead can cook. Yeah. Heather Mead can cook. Is Pro- that a typical ingredient? Props, in a mama. Pecan pie? No. Um, sometimes you put... So you can you can jazz it up. You can put a little bourbon in. It doesn't matter. It's whatever. I, I will eat pecan pie all day. And Heather Mead, just so we're clear, I told Scott during the break that the ratio of pecans to goo is perfect. <laughs> it is a perfect goo to pecan ratio. It's very tasty. Uh, can't be too crunchy. Can't be too gooey. That's right. That's right. Perfect mix. A uh, story here from CNN. We have discussed this in the past, but... Around the holidays, it always rears its head once more. At-home holiday parties are on many people's calendars right now, and germ-conscious hosts are faced with a dilemma. Should I require my guests to take off their shoes at the door? Oh, this is one of your things. Especially if the gathering is cocktail or formal attire. 
or the guest is a stylish shoeaholic? Uh, is there significant evidence that going shoeless stops the spread of germs in a home? Says Gabrielle Filippelli, Chancellor, uh, Professor at the University of Purdue, Indianapolis. The answer is absolutely. Would you have put the story in the stack if the answer was no? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> we can track in all sorts of bacteria, but certainly some of the ones we're most concerned about are E. coli. Oh, my. That cause severe abdominal cramps, bloody diarrhea, and vomiting. Wait. There's been studies that swab the bottom of shoes, and something like 99% of the <laughs> shoes test positive for fecal material. Read that. Poop. Which is also E. coli. So you, is it true, I haven't been to your house in a hot minute, but is it true that you have, you make people take their shoes off? Absolutely, I do. And you have unless little, you're Unless you're elderly. And then you have little slippers? No. Oh, you just That was a joke. Oh, okay. No, he has a box of booties. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> They're in the pantry. And he will grab them if you refuse to take your shoes off because I, I, you are well, not crossing that what, threshold. What, what, what I do have are signs that say, welcome to my home. That please, is true. Please remove your shoes. Okay. I, I will not wear shoes in anyone's home, and I will not allow anyone to wear shoes in mine. Okay. I, I, I find it insulting. Uh, and are you the first to kick your shoes off when you go to somebody's house? I always take my shoes off when I go to somebody's house. All right. And has that been a thing for how long? Decades. All right. Did I, you get that from your parents? No, I did not. I, I don't know where it, where it came from. Um, no, at my mom's house, you, you can walk in with your shoes on, and, and it doesn't bother her one bit. In fact, she, she'll tell you, go ahead, leave your shoes on. It's okay. I, I can't do it. I feel un, I, I've been doing this for so long that I feel uncomfortable. If I'm in somebody else's home with my shoes on. Now, reading that 99% of shoes carry fecal matter, yeah. does it bother you being a flip-flop wearer that your feet may also, in turn, contain fecal matter, being open to the elements down there where said fecal matter is present? Well, I, I don't put I, I don't put the bottom of my shoe on my foot. Okay, okay. Uh, Any more than you, do you put the bottom of your shoe on your foot? Uh, not often, okay, no. It's not right, a regular so practice. Then, then no, I'm, I'm not concerned. I am not. I, I'm adamant about it. I, I'm to, not going to argue me, with you. To, it, to, to me, this is not a joke. And apparently not negotiable. Like, I don't have a problem taking my shoes off, but it's not the very first thing I will do. Like, I stayed with my friend Lyra uh, over Thanksgiving, and she mm -hmm. is she won't even let shoes come in her house. Like, you have to kick them off outside the I, front door. I, I don't have shoes in my house. Okay. They're, they're in the garage. Okay. All of them. All right. You have changed me, though, Scott, because now I will not enter someone else's home. Like, if I'm not there often, I will not enter that home without taking my shoes off. Mm -hmm. And there have been moments where they have been, you know, they let me in and they're walking toward the living room or whatever, <laughs> and they turn around to say something to me and I'm still in the doorway taking my shoes well, off. Well, I was, you know, I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Right, I love the, I love the Chiefs. What are, you, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey, mm -hmm, Najee mm -hmm. Harris's jersey, because mm -hmm. he's awesome. Awesome, and he plays tonight. Sports ball, and I love him. Okay, so the Steelers are playing tonight, so I'm wearing my jersey. But two doors down from me uh, is a. <laughs> my neighbors are big Pittsburgh Steelers fans. He, here's how big, and by the way, uh, Sam, you'll get the reference. Uh, this is a multi generational Pittsburgh Steelers family, because my neighbor. 
His name is Franco. As in Franco Harris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was named after Franco Harris. Wow. So that's I, where you'll be tonight. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So two weeks ago, he he calls me up. He's like, "Hey, the Steelers are on. You want to come on down and watch the Steelers down in the basement?" I'm like, "Yeah, no problem. I'd love to. Thank you for the invite." So I head down to their house, and it's time to leave. And we're heading upstairs. We, we're at, we're standing at the door saying goodbye. And he, he he says to me, "Where's your shoes?" And I said, "Well, they're outside." And and I I the way he asked it, and maybe the way I answered it, maybe it was on me. I I, I the way I answered it was kind of like in shock, like they're outside where they belong. And he was he just looked down. He's like, "Oh, you're not wearing any shoes. Where are your shoes? They're on your front porch where they belong." Okay. I, I'm big on this. I, I got that memo. I under, heard and understood. But, but, but people, people get upset <clears throat> when you ask them to take the, your well. Sh- I remember shoes off? last year I invited Dana and Chris over to the house uh-huh. and Sam uh-huh. and um, and his lovely uh, friend. And Dana was like, I'll, "I'll come over to the house, but I'm not taking my shoes off to get into your house." And I said, "Then you're not coming in the house." Wow. Okay. You, the, the line has been drawn. I said, I'll provide you booties, and you can wear those over your shoes that are covered in poop. Now, one thing that bothers me, though, is that I buy a pack of socks, and I use those socks until they are no longer wearable. Viable. Holes, the whole nine. Okay. And people will give me grief for having holes in my socks when I remove my shoes to enter their home. Which would you prefer, holy socks or my shoes on? Holy socks. Okay. I don't understand why people give so much grief for holes in socks. It, it's an imperfect world. Socks yeah. get holes all the time. Screws fall out. Yeah. <laughs> holes end up in socks. I mean, we can't help it. Okay. Well, I note to self, if you ever go over to Scott's house, two things. Please remove your shoes. And take a pecan pie for Mackie. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. Michael Mackie from MichaelMackie.com. In for Dana Wright. She'll be back next Tuesday. That guy over there is Sam Stevie. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. 
baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Here, here's an interesting story from the New York Post, and we've all we've all been there if you if you've flown recently. A traveler who detailed an awkward encounter on an airplane said she was completely shocked when she received a note from a fellow passenger, an Australian named Jess. Says the uncomfortable experience began while she was watching. Magic Mike's Last Dance on, on her flight from Bali to Australia. I just kept thinking, why me? It had to be me, said Jess. As she gets settled in her seat, she decided to watch the risque film. But she first scoped out the area beforehand to ensure that there were no children around. In the clear, she started to watch the film, which gets progressively more and more provocative and alluring with each scene. You mean a stripper movie? Yeah. Is, wow. Yeah, can you believe that? Isn't that weird? Yeah. However, her viewing session grabbed the attention of a fellow passenger sitting right next to her. At first, Jess thought the extra set of eyes on her airplane TV screen was because of her impeccable taste in movies. But it was actually a look of disapproval. Says Jess, quote, She taps me on the shoulder and gave me a piece of paper. I accepted it without even glancing down to see what was written. When I had taken a quick look, the shock hit me, and I went silent. It was a very religious note. I'm not going to read it because we don't... I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Jess realized the woman was calling her out for watching Magic Mike, which is filled with lust, nudity, and sex. Wait, Question. Uh, yes, Michael Mackey. Uh, thank you. Was it the airplane version, which is highly s- censored? Or? I don't believe airplane versions are censored at all. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. I, dude, I watched uh, the, the fourth John Wick on the way back from London. That's violence. Okay. Violence is not censored. But I'm saying some of these have been edited for... Oh, I see. Yes. I mean, so, I've never watched a Lorno on a plane, but according to the story, this was the... What's a Lorno? What's a Lorno? A light porno. Oh. Oh. I have never heard that, and I'm going to use that for the rest of my oh, life. Oh, Magic Mike is for sure a Lorno. Hashtag I've, Lorno. Hashtag never heard that term, but so, hashtag going to steal it. I'm not sure if it is edited or not, but she did say that this was part of the plain provided entertainment. This was not something she pulled up on her iPad. Right. Yeah, she was watching it on the plane TV. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just needed some clarification. Go. But, but I've been on planes recently, and, and I've always wondered the same thing, because some of the movies are either extremely violent or there is gratuitous sex. Now, the, the dialogue... <clears throat> the dialogue... Sam, how do I word this properly? No, that would have actually been the correct context for using the word you were going to use. Oh, thank you. The dialogue notwithstanding. Yeah. (laughs) um, Because you can't hear it. The person watching the movie is listening on on earphones. 
but you can see what other people are watching on a plane. And I remember when we were coming back from London, I popped in John Wick 4, which I had not seen. By the way, don't waste your time. It sucks. And I love John Wick movies. It's just nothing but, but just the, killing. The fourth one is terrible. But I, I remember thinking to myself, there is just so much violence. I mean, just terrible violence in this movie. Am I offending other people around me? What? Pay attention to what's on your own screen. I agree, but you, come on. Uh, if you're on a plane, you're not looking to see what other people are watching. Give me a break. If, okay, they're, watch, if, gonna, if they're watching a Lorno, then I'll definitely want to watch. I'll be like, what channel is it, that on? Look away. <laughs> Right, I, I don't disagree. If I was on an eight-hour flight to London, I would watch Magic Mike on a loop for eight hours. <laughs> and for God's sakes, don't walk up and hand somebody a note that says, That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Right. Sorry, for God's can sakes, bad use of the term. Can you paraphrase what the note said? I just did. Oh, all right. Well, and then, okay, but what what did she do? No. That's complained what I about it on the internet. Well, doesn't everyone? That's about all she did. <clears throat> yeah. It says here, uh, the passenger was determined to have Jess view things differently. So hours later, she sparked up a conversation about faith and mortality. It says, Jess, I just sat there in disbelief. I, I don't want to get, get into a religious conversation here. But did she keep watching? Because well, I would have. Wait, yeah. she even sparked up a conversation with her yeah. about faith? Yeah. Oh my! Oh my! No, just no. Not not on a flying when you're trapped on a flying canister at 800 miles an hour. No, I would turn into a professional troll and manipulate that conversation <sighs> at every would turn. 150 percent do that as well. Can I share a funny story with you guys? A little inside baseball on the on the radio. I'm about to share something with you guys that I've never shared before. <laughs> so <laughs> when I am on the Radidio with you two nerds, the text line is like. 300 very complimentary, we love you, Mackie. You're the greatest thing since sliced bread, Mackie. Oh, God. Mackie, Mackie, Mackie. And then there's always one person, always one, who, for whatever reason, feels the need to expound upon their unadulterated hate of me. Wait, are we entertaining what people say on the text line right now? Uh, well, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. When it, ha I'm saying allegedly when this happens, I always, <laughs> I always write back to the person, I am praying for you, <laughs> even though I am not, repeat, not praying for this person, but I will respond to the haters with, God loves you, I will pray for you, and Nine out of ten times, that literally sh shuts them down. That is a little inside baseball for you all. So. You, you got to go for the old Texas classic. Bless, bless your, heart. your heart. Bless your heart. God love you. Bless your heart. Bless your. Bl I don't even. I don't even have the inclination to type in the your heart part. I'll just type bless, bless. <laughs> but great point on the text line. If the airline didn't want their passengers watching R-rated risque movies, potentially mm -hmm. Lornos, don't you think they wouldn't offer them as in-flight entertainment? You, you would think, yeah. Well, it most nine out of ten of those Lornos usually say edited for content at the beginning. So I would think that. But, what? Here's but what I feel I, like if Magic Mike was edited, it would only be three minutes long. Right. Here's what I never understood about Americans. I'm being serious. We will tolerate the most grotesque, 
over-the-top violence in a movie. But God forbid somebody sees a breast. I mean, that's the end of the world. But you could shoot somebody 500 times, stab somebody in the eye with a pencil, choke them with a telephone cord to death, and that's perfectly okay. But if we have side breast, we need to edit that out if we're on a plane. I don't understand it. And if it's so offensive, don't show show Bambi or Toy Story. I don't remember, from the text line, I saw the original Magic Mike. I don't remember it being that provocative or racy. I think I think it was the second one that this woman saw. Uh, I don't know. I'm really not up on the Magic Mike trilogy, so I couldn't tell either. you. I'm not, I didn't even know it was a trilogy. Mm. It shouldn't be, but it is. But it is. Yeah. Channing Tatum cashing in. That's right. Cashing out. What, what, What's the term? Isn't he, uh, Channing Tatum is, is taking the role of Patrick Swayze in the new Ghost. Uh, potentially, he, he, yes. Well, no, not potentially. He bought the rights. He does. What? His studio owns the rights yeah. of that movie. Channing yeah. Tatum bought the rights to Ghost, and he's remaking it. And he's going to play the part of Patrick Swayze. Oh, well, I think that would be a good fit. But, I mean, but, he's, but he's, he's completely rewriting it. It's not going to be... Like a, a Footloose remake where it's basically the same movie. Mm-hmm. He's rewriting the entire thing. Molly, you in danger, girl. <laughs> if that line isn't in there, I'm not going. Because that's the best line ever. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. Michael Mackey in for Dana Wright. Sam Stevie the Third. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Molly, you in danger, girl. Nineteen eighty-five, side two, track one. He's going on tour with somebody. I did not hear that. He's going on tour with somebody in twenty twenty-four, and I cannot remember. Uh, if only there were a handheld device where I could look up such things, but I'm too lazy to do it. <laughs> From the New York Post, uh, Chevy Chase channeling his bumbling Clark Griswold character at a recent Christmas vacation oh, event. He fell off the stage. He did. The actor, who is now 80 years old, Chevy Chase is 80 years old, was greeting fans at Shea's Performing Arts Center in Buffalo, New York, earlier this week when he stepped right off the stage. 250 strands of light, 100 individual bulbs per strand for a grand total of 25,000 imported Italian Fuqua lights. Hey! 25,000. Well, I hope nobody I know drives by and sees me standing in the yard staring at the house in my pajamas. If they know your dad, they won't think anything of it. Oh. Fire it up, Dad! I dedicate this house to the Griswold family Christmas. Aww. Chase entered the stage for the Q&A session following a screening of 1989's Christmas Vacation in a Wheelchair but quickly stood up and began walking toward the crowd. A moment later, in a video shared by TMZ, he slipped off the stage. Like, kablam. Yeah. But, like that Chubbawamba song, he got knocked down, but he got up again. He eventually got back up and back to his seat on stage with an assist from his wife. Uninjured? Uh, no, he had to do the entire Q&A within uh, a bag of, an ice bag on his knee. Mm-hmm. But... He managed to continue. Some people paid for a meet and greet afterwards, and he fulfilled his obligations. But ouch. 
Yikes. That could have gone south fast. Yeah. Uh, it says here, uh, Chase sparked concern recently when he was photographed in a wheelchair while supporting his close friend Sylvester Stallone at an event in Philadelphia. Hmm. I, not too long ago, interviewed Beverly D'Angelo, who I think it was like the 40th anniversary of that movie, or some, I don't remember the no, exact no, scenario. It might have been 40th anniversary of Vacation, the original Vacation. Uh, maybe it's the 30th anniversary. I don't know. There was some tie-in with why I was interviewing Beverly D'Angelo. And... Um, she, this is a funny story. In the middle of talking about Christmas vacation, she had to take a pause because exterminators were um, in her attic and they were um, exterminating. And okay. she had to call me back because they found something and she didn't know what it was and if it was alive or dead. So that's my Beverly D'Angelo story. Hopefully it wasn't a raccoon because you're not allowed to get those out. What? Really? What? Did I dream that years ago? Uh, yes. If you have a raccoon in your attic, you're you can't get it out. Oh, what are for, you talking about? If there's raccoons, no. We we had the 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 guy next door. I'll I'll never tell this full story. I told it once. I'll never do it twice. I was here for that. Uh, the guy next door, when I lived in Roland Park, had a a, fa- a family of raccoons in his attic, and he he went to some pretty inhumane means to get rid of these raccoons, and finally I I lost it. Uh, rarely, rarely have I ever confronted a neighbor. You know, you go live your life, I'm going to live mine, whatever. But the way that he was extracting these raccoons was so inhumane that I went over and I said, bro, th- this has to stop. Okay, it's bats that I was thinking of, not raccoons. Okay. Totally yeah, different. raccoons are vermin. Bats are, I don't know, bats are... Not vermin? I don't I don't know. I don't know my, my exterminator 101. But anyway, wait. So what did he do? You don't want to talk about it. No, I don't. I, that was that was that was before Sam. That and was pre me. Yeah, yeah that, that was P.S. And I pre Sam. And I remember I was here that day when you told that story, and you literally had PTSD. You were traumatized. Well, I remember, I filmed it. You filmed it, and I watched it, and I was like, "You can't. No, you need what, to what, del- what delete he, that." What he did. I, I mean, I because remember, I was eating dinner mm-hmm. outside. No, I was eating dinner inside. Oh, okay. And I could hear this poor raccoon. And I went outside. I'm like, I, I thought it was a small child, hmm. the noise they made. And I went outside to see what was going on. And I'm not going to tell you what I saw, but it was bad. And I, I, I filmed it because I, I didn't think anybody would believe me. And then I marched right next door. And I, I said, this cannot continue. You said, look. You listen here, you man. Listen. Person. Listen. Get off my lawn. <laughs> listen. Your own lawn I did. Get, whatever. Get that raccoon over in my lawn. Uh, and I said, you've got to call a professional exterminator. This this cannot continue. What did he say? Oh, okay. I'll Blank off. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Oh, okay. And then I said, I have been heard. And I walked away. I said, good day. <laughs> Quick break. Dan Weinbaum's got the news coming up in just a moment. Michael Mackey from Michael Mackey filling in today for Dana Wright. Sam Stevie the third. My name's Scott. You're on KMBZ. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 